0: Welcome to this week's Three Shifts Edition by Six Pages. The source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's July 24th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, APIs, antitrust, and entrance. The latest in the collaboration race. Two, the expanding reach of mental wellness and teletherapy. Three, the push towards Mars by the UAE, China, and US. Shift 1. APIs, antitrust, and entrance The latest in the collaboration race. As COVID-19 continues to reinforce the need for remote work, the leading collaboration players are in a heated race to build platform capabilities and fend off rivals. The past couple weeks have seen notable moves in the space, with Microsoft, Zoom, Slack, and Google all investing in capabilities to entrench their position with customers and developers. Microsoft Teams, last reported in April 2020 to have jumped 70% from 44 million daily active users to 75 million in a month, announced this week it would open meetings up to third-party apps through new APIs and SDK capabilities. Organizers will be able to use third-party apps to display content or notifications on screen during video calls, while attendees can use apps in Teams before or after meetings. Microsoft already had a Teams API and a growing number of app integrations, currently over 560, but this is the first time third-party apps will be allowed to interact directly within meetings. Microsoft will also enable users to build low-code bots and apps in Teams, access Power BI reports in Teams, and manage Teams Rooms devices. Meanwhile, the CEO of Zoom which in Q2 2020 broke the Apple App Store record for the most worldwide downloads in a quarter ever, with nearly 94 million downloads, said it was doubling down on API and SDK capabilities to help third-party developers build applications, collapse communication into their platforms, and, quote, embed into other use cases at the API level, end quote. Zoom already has over 600 app integrations on its marketplace. Zoom is also extending its platform with two new hardware offerings a Zoom for Home all in one device at $599 with a 27 inch touchscreen that works out of the box, and a Zoom hardware as a service subscription offering businesses equipment at a monthly rate. Slack, which was designed with third party developers in mind, already has an industry leading 2200 plus app integrations, including one with Microsoft Teams. It has lately been focused on shared channels two-sided collaboration with external partners and clients, and Slack Connect, an extension of shared channels with up to 20 organizations within a channel. It also lately added features to bolster its enterprise position. Analytics dashboards, APIs to integrate Slack data into business reporting, administrator tools for example to manage channels and track engagement, and a Slack-certified program for admins. Slack also plans to integrate capabilities from its new employee directory acquisition, Remeto, which can turn disparate data into a searchable staff directory, including who they work with, key projects, skills, and experience. Perhaps most notably, Slack this week filed an antitrust complaint against Microsoft in the EU, which has lately been tough on big tech, saying that it is unfairly bundling teams with Office 365. Google, in turn, has redesigned Gmail for G Suite to be a unified workplace app on mobile and desktop. The app brings together Gmail, email, chat, messaging, rooms, team channels, Meet, video conferencing, and document collaboration into one place. It's currently in early access preview and will be rolled out to all customers in late 2020. New meaningful entrants are still coming into the game. GeoMeet the video conferencing app from rising Indian tech player GeoPlatforms saw 5 million downloads in India within 14 days of its launch. The app, called a, quote, completely free one-to-one copy of Zoom, end quote, by one industry watcher, offers unlimited free HD calls, support for 100 participants, scheduling, screen sharing, and other Zoom-like features. The rising tide is lifting all boats to a certain extent, and enterprises will have more than one or even two products under their roofs. According to Slack, over 70% of its top 50 customers also have access to Teams. Similarly, an Okta report found almost one-third of its customers with Office 365 also had G Suite. In some cases, products will coexist and integrate with each other through APIs. In other cases, They will fill different needs and serve different customer segments. That said, network effects are powerful in the world of collaboration, and enterprises like category leaders. When the tide goes out, there will be a few clear leaders in each category. Right now, it's looking like Microsoft Teams will lead among large enterprises, and G Suite will lead among small businesses. Zoom and Slack are the utility players that are doing very well now but are vulnerable for different reasons. Zoom for its security issues in China Connection, and Slack for its separateness as collaboration moves into existing workflows. Though shared channels and Slack Connect do increase the stickiness factor. The large players have the war chests to expand integrations and make acquisitions, and also have the resources and talent to build copycat features of any third-party product that gains meaningful traction. From this perspective, many of the investments in so-called differentiators such as APIs and SDK, low-code automation and custom workflows, and adjacent hardware, are starting to look like just table stakes. To read more content related to collaboration, check out our April 7th, 2020 brief, a follow-up on the race in digital collaboration, and our February 16th, 2020 brief, Microsoft Teams and Slack's rivalry in what's ahead for collaboration. Shift 2. The expanding reach of mental wellness and teletherapy. With the stress of the pandemic and protests, the issue of mental health has risen to the fore, with the demographics in need of support ranging from isolated seniors to teens to university students to the Black American community. Mental wellness and teletherapy services are getting greater traction among investors, while leading players such as Calm and Headspace are partnering to extend their brand reach. Mental health startups saw a record $576 million in funding in Q1 2020, according to CB Insights, with a total number of startups now surpassing 1,000. Notable recent funding rounds include MindStrong, $100 million in June 2020 for its therapy platform for patients with severe mental illnesses, Headspace, $48 million in a June 2020 follow-on round for its meditation app, Meditopia, $15 million in July 2020 for its meditation app for non-English speaking markets, Ahead, $9 million in July 2020 for a platform that connects people to psychiatrists, and Real, $3.5 million in July 2020 for its group therapy app. Meditation apps have been in the spotlight for their growth and high-profile partnerships. Leading meditation app Calm, valued at over $1 billion, has been downloaded over 80 million times. Calm recently announced it was partnering with streaming service HBO Max to create the A World of Calm series based on its celebrity-studded sleep stories, which have been listened to over 250 million times. Narrators will include Keanu Reeves, Idris Elba, and Nicole Kidman. Calm has partnerships with Kaiser Permanente, novotel hotels samsung health american express and gravity blankets and sleep masks and serves employees at ge 3m and pwc as well as students at seven universities for example johns hopkins and princeton COM's main rival headspace this week announced it was partnering with snap to bring a mini version of its meditation app to snapchat Headspace Mini will offer six meditation exercises to help with anxiety, depression, and stress and will let friends check on each other's mental state through emojis and a vibe check feature. Headspace reported over 65 million downloads and over 2 million paid subscribers in June 2020, with a 10x increase in new meditation users, 70% increase in live group meditations, and 33% increase in sleep music usage from mid-March to mid-June. With the recent $48 million fundraise, it plans to expand internationally and build out its Headspace for Work offering targeting business customers. Headspace claims over 900 corporate clients such as Starbucks and Adobe. Apps such as Calm, Headspace, and Metatopia are helping meditation go mainstream. These startups, however, represent just the tip of the digital mental health spear. As seeking help becomes destigmatized and app-based solutions prove their effectiveness, We can expect to see greater acceptance of digital treatment options that address more complicated and sensitive mental health issues. For example, teletherapy, digital biomarkers, and treatments for eating disorders. While hurdles still need to be overcome, for example, privacy, clinical research, and insurance approvals, this is good news for us all. Mental health is not only an issue that reportedly costs the U.S. healthcare system $20 billion per month. It lies at the root of many of our societal problems, from homelessness to domestic violence. To read more content related to the COVID 19 pandemic and shifts in healthcare, check out our March 18, 2020 brief, Looking Beyond 11 Ways in Which COVID 19 Might Be an Inflection Point. In our March 16, 2020 brief, The New HHS Rules and Shifting Regulatory Landscape Around Health Data and AI. Shift 3. The Push Towards Mars by the UAE, China, and U.S. This month, three nations, the United Arab Emirates, China, and the United States, are taking advantage of a window that happens every 26 months, in which Mars and Earth's respective orbits bring them 34 million miles closer to each other, to deploy missions to Mars. Mars has long infatuated scientists as a potentially hospitable environment for life a place where water once flowed, and may still flow underneath the surface. Unmanned Mars missions are not unprecedented. There have been 56 missions prior to this summer, 26 of which have been successful. There are currently 6 satellites in orbit, 3 from the U.S., 2 from Europe, 1 from India, and 2 U.S. vehicles on the ground on Mars. However, this month's missions feel like they are carrying higher stakes as countries flex their muscles and nationalism to lay claim to the Red Planet. In parallel, private businesses such as SpaceX and Virgin Galactic are ramping up investment targeting Mars. A relative newcomer to space, the UAE was the first of the three nations to launch its AMO, or HOPE, mission, earlier this week on Monday, just a year after the first UAE astronaut was launched into space. It built capabilities by partnering with U.S. universities and Japanese launch services on the $200 million mission, which involved just an orbiter. If successful, AMO will reach Mars by February 2021 in orbit for two-plus years to study the upper atmosphere and monitor climate change. It plans to produce the first global map of the atmosphere and release data to the scientist community without embargo. While well, the UAE's long term goal is to build a human colony on Mars by 2117, the near term driver is economic, the acceleration of the nation's transformation into a knowledge economy. In the words of its space agency chief, quote, the UAE is now a member of the club. End quote. China, which has never before had a successful mission to Mars, followed with the launch of its Tianwen 1 mission on Thursday, carried by the Chinese built Long March 5 rocket. The ambitious mission will carry a combined payload that includes an orbiter, lander, and rover, rather than taking a staged approach. Upon arrival after seven months, China will study the geology and atmosphere with instrumentation, including looking for water. If successful, China will be only the second nation to operate a rover on Mars, solidifying its position as a, quote, full-spectrum space power, end quote. For China, The mission is an element in a long-term plan to stake out a strategic position in space for resources, trade routes, and military advantage. The U.S. is rounding out this summer's Mars missions with the expected launch next week of the Perseverance rover, using an Atlas V rocket operated by a Lockheed-Boeing joint venture. The fifth U.S. Mars rover so far, the Perseverance will join the InSight lander and Curiosity rover already on the ground on Mars. The Perseverance will look for habitable conditions and search for past existence of microbial life on Mars, collecting samples for eventual return to Earth, which is much harder than it sounds. The U.S. will also conduct a first in attempting to deploy the four pound Ingenuity Mars helicopter, which will be part of an experimental flight test in Mars's atmosphere. A fourth planned mission to Mars, a joint venture between the European Space Agency and Russia, was to also launch this summer. However, technical challenges aggravated by COVID-19 caused the rover mission to miss the July window. The joint venture is now targeting 2022 for launch. The appeal of Mars extends beyond national space programs. Private companies have also been pushing towards Mars. Last month, Elon Musk declared that SpaceX's top priority is now the development of its supersized, reusable Starship spacecraft. Which will be able to bring up to 100 people to Mars and have a lifespan of 20 to 30 years. Musk said this week on Tuesday that the company could attempt to fly the Starship as soon as this week. Musk is projecting an aggressive timeline an uncrewed mission to Mars by 2022, and the first manned mission to Mars in 2024, well ahead of NASA's timeline for a manned mission of 2037, which has a budget of $120 billion. With the goal of sending 1 million people to Mars by 2050, SpaceX is reportedly planning to build floating spaceports for rocket launches. Virgin Orbit is also planning to launch small commercial satellites to Mars in 2022 to capture imagery and research in what would be the first commercial mission to Mars. The race to Mars will be a great accelerator of new technologies and markets. SpaceX's Starship rocket, for instance, will be a game-changer for satellite launches from Earth. And their cost structure, in addition to being usable for Mars missions. R&D born out of space programs have historically been the source of many consumer innovations, from CAT scans to wireless headsets. New industries will also emerge adjacent to space exploration, such as global satellite-based internet, satellite ground infrastructure, space data management and cloud solutions, and space tourism. Last month, for instance, Amazon announced a new AWS Aerospace and Satellite Solutions Division to reimagine space system architectures, transform space enterprises, launch new services that process space data on Earth and in orbit, and provide cloud solutions to support government and commercial space missions. To read more content related to mega-investments in emerging technologies and space exploration, check out our July 10, 2020, Three Shifts Edition, Investors Snap Up Physical Infrastructure, Underlying Digital Business Models. And our December 23rd, 2019 brief, SpaceX's Starlink in the Push Towards Global Satellite-Based Internet. That's it for this week's Three Shifts Edition. If you'd like to read more Six Pages content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts Edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on what's actually new about low-code and no-code software development. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts Edition.